On tonight's episode, we're going to talk about the new film based on the actual book by Robert F. Kennedy, the real Anthony Fauci, uh, People That Challenge Me, and Bourbon. Let's get this thing started. Welcome to the Will Bradham Podcast, where crazy meets genius. Good Friday evening. Welcome to the Will Bradham Podcast, live from the Bradham Enterprise Compound. I am your host, James Wilkes Bradham. Did I forget most gracious and humble? I did. It's also my birthday week. Happy birthday, Will. Anyway, tonight I had one of my good friends, uh, Matthew Sledge. Shout out to Matthew. Uh, told me I need to start talking a little bit more about bourbon and less about politics. And I mean, you know, with all the political theater going on, it's hard for me to do, but I will talk about a damn good one tonight. Uh, there's a new whiskey. Uh, we have to call it whiskey. I don't know if all y'all, all you are aware, but um, all uh, brown whiskeys are considered only to be whiskey unless they come from the state of Kentucky. And if they come from the state of Kentucky, they can be called a bourbon. But otherwise, you can call them a bourbon whiskey. And so this one is made in the big uh, big city of Kiln, Mississippi. Uh, and it is a bourbon whiskey, and it is called a Cut Above. And it is a four-year-aged bourbon, not four seasons like that horse shit that old Charter tried to pull on us with eight-year-old Charter, and they conveniently labeled the bottom of it as eight seasons. Eight seasons just means that is mm, roughly two years. Smell what I'm stepping in because there's four seasons to a year. So anyway, uh, this is one of the beauties of being out near the highway in the old RV is that uh, you get a lot of 18-wheeler noise, and that's why I have a very nice sound machine uh, in my bedroom at the uh, Bradman Price compound where the RV is located. Anyway, cut above, um, I- I'm going to tell you, damn, damn good whiskey. And uh, anyway, after two or three, who gives a shit, right? Anyway, let's get on with the program. So in the initial parts of the program, I want to start out by giving a big shout-out to uh, Jabba the Hutt, uh, you know who you are, and you do listen to my program, which is awesome. And by the way, thanks for being a valued listener. Um, I love people that try to take me down publicly. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that because there's some more coming uh, down the pipe. And uh, uh, you're going to uh, um, uh, you're going to enjoy it, Jabba. Um because, uh, you know, when you ask me to dispel conspiracy theories, uh, the only conspiracy theory I have is the weight on your driver's license or when you tell me how many buffets you've been asked to leave. And I uh, hope you enjoy this program. Anyway, tonight we're going to uh, delve into um, Robert F. Kennedy's uh, book and into the movie. So Robert F. Kennedy, obviously is a Kennedy from the Kennedy dynasty. I mean, he's related to, you know, John F., Robert Kennedy, um, 
uh, Senator Kennedy, you know, the one who <clears throat> killed people and then put them in their car and, you know, drove it off into a ditch full of water and um, never served in jail time, which was kind of odd. But anyway, uh, Robert F. has been a, uh, he, he is a lawyer and he's been a uh, advocate for um, health and environmental causes for decades now. He is a uh, progressive, liberal, Democrat. Okay, what bothers me is is that some people want to label <clears throat> people of certain parties uh, that you can only think a certain way, you know, and uh, that is just untrue. But uh, Robert has really shown how he thinks and feels about the COVID-19 vaccines. He has been very outspoken on this from the very beginning. And he spent 17 years around people like um, Dr. Collins, Dr. Fauci. He, he knows these people. He has worked very closely with these people in, you know, discussing health, human health, and how the environment impacts humans. I mean, that's, I'm not going to fault the guy for that. That's a very noble study. But when COVID-19 hit, um, he started seeing a lot of the same players come about. Most of you probably don't know this. And, and again, I encourage all of you to please go search up this film. It is the real Anthony Fauci. You can buy this book on Amazon just like anything else. I would tell you as an avid reader myself, I would encourage you to read the book and then watch the movie because I think that a lot of times you can't encompass um, all the aspects of a book, you know, a three, 400, 500 page book into a two-hour film. It is, it's impossible. You know, I learned that a long time ago reading Tolkien, uh, that, uh, you know, the Lord of the Rings books, I mean, you just, you couldn't get what you wanted to get out of the movie, even though it was three hours long and you felt like you were going to fall asleep. The books, the movies didn't do the books justice. So I would encourage every one of you to go and buy the book on Amazon. It is The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy. Fantastic. It's a tough read, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, if you're one of those that has problems reading, this is one of those books where I would encourage you, you know, read 10 pages in the morning, read 10 pages in the evening. You know, don't try to sit down and digest 30, 40 pages of this at a time. You just, it's, it's, it's tough to do. Um, very analytical, very specific, very cited in everything he discusses. But when you read it, you're like, wow. Uh, I have told y'all from the beginning, not that from the beginning, I fell into the sheep syndrome of mass psychosis in the early stages where wearing a mask and social distancing and, you know, closing up your places of business was the standard. We're doing it for the greater good. And, you know, then we kind of all realized that this was all complete horseshit, that a cloth mask 
does absolutely nothing. Did you know that N95 mask, which everybody touts as being the uh, you know gold standard in mask, that was meant to help construction workers dispel particles so that they didn't breathe them in. Because if any of you have ever, which most of you who, some of you who are listening to this radio program, including Job of the Hut, you've never worked a day outside. You've never had hard labor. Um, I have. I've worked outside. I've worked in warehouses. I've cut grass. I have done those things that require the use of your hands to go out and create something. Um, When you work outdoors, you breathe in a lot of particles. And, you know, at the end of the day, that can make you very tired, very sick. Um, you know, you're, you're, when you're doing remodeling of a home, which I have done multiple times because I owned multiple real estate properties, uh, even if it's painting or, you know, putting up some sheetrock or pulling up a carpet, those are things that, you know, you're, you're, you're dispelling a, a lot of particulates in the air that you breathe in yeah it can make you it can make you not eat not very well what people don't understand is is that dust particles are particles when you're doing construction which is why the n95 mask were invented understand what i'm saying they were invented for construction workers to dispel particles those particles are one thousand times larger than virus particles. Do y'all, do you hear what I'm saying? And one of the best analogies I heard was is having a chain link fence. You know, everybody around here should know what a chain link fence is except for Job of the Hut. When you played baseball or football or soccer, there was always a fence around the property that had these, you know, uh, diamond-shaped or square-shaped turn on their side. Um holes i mean we would stick cups in there you know they're, they're big enough to fit a ping pong ball through easily so if you sit there all day long with a thousand ping pong balls and a ping pong paddle and hit them into this fence you would probably have 900 plus go straight through the fence because it's porous that is the same way that n95 masks work now, if you sit there for hours and hours and hours and hit softballs into that same fence, they wouldn't go through. Why? They're bigger than the hole. That's what she said. And they would bounce on this side of the fence. That makes sense, right? So consider the softballs to be particulates from construction work or from cutting grass. And not even ping pong balls. Let's go down to like marbles or BBs shooting them through a chain link fence. You shoot a thousand BBs in a chain link fence, you may have one or two or, you know, not even not even a percent that hit the fence. Everything else goes straight through. That's what we were doing with N95 mask. So if it was a thousand times less COVID particulates going through a mask on an N95, what was the percentage for how many times more was it going through a cloth mask or one of these dental masks that you see people using? I mean, dental masks aren't used for anything but keeping the, you know, 
<laughs> the hygienist from spitting in your face or you spitting in her mouth. That's about it. It's not meant to stop air particles, COVID particles. It just does not work. What would that be, a million times less likely to stop it? I mean, I don't know the figures on that. I'm just guessing because an N95 is supposed to be so much more spectacular. Again, it was invented for people that were working in construction. Excuse me, I'm going to take a sip. Uh, cut above, I'm telling you. Absolutely fantastic bourbon. Please go out and find some. It is a, and plus it's a Mississippi product. Let's support the, support the Mississippi boys. Mm, cheers. But back to what Robert Kennedy was saying. Look at all these doctors. And I'm being serious. Peter McCullough. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter Corey. To name a few. These guys have nothing to gain by telling you that there are alternatives there were alternatives to the COVID-19 vaccination, that there were alternatives to remdesivir, that there were alternatives to being in ICU and on a ventilator because we all know that the percentage of you coming off a ventilator is about 80 to 90% mortality rate, which means eight out of every 10 or nine out of every 10 people that go on a ventilator die. That's not odds that I'm comfortable with. That remdesivir causes renal failure. That's not odds that I'm comfortable with. But that drugs like ivermectin, which they excoriated uh, Joe Rogan over saying that he took ivermectin and Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving, they lambasted these people and said they were taking horse dewormer. While ivermectin as a paste has an application for animals, for horses. But it has been a Nobel Prize winning drug for humans since 2015. But it's cheap and it's generic. There were countries like India that prescribed hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic to be taken every week, along with zinc, vitamin D, vitamin E, to help you combat COVID. Not disputing that COVID's real. Not at all. I think it's a very real bioweapon created in the Wuhan lab. And guys, we're all going to find this stuff out for sure here in November when Republicans take the Senate and the House. There's going to be investigations into Anthony Fauci and the origins of the coronavirus. It's a very real thing that we all, and I include myself, all of us bit into it hook, line, and sinker that we had to wear a mask and that we had to do the right thing for humanity when there was no right thing to do 
This was an airborne virus. We were not stopping it. And you've seen time and time again, <sighs> these vaccinations do not stop transmission. They've admitted it. Didn't stop you from getting sick. They admitted it. What did it do? It made pharmaceutical companies and the people that parroted the talking points over and over and over again about taking these vaccinations, it made them all very, very wealthy. These doctors that came out and said there were other protocols and other ways of taking care of this virus that were cheap and effective were ostracized. Lepers cast out. Why? They had nothing to gain from this. The best case scenario is that people called them crazy. The worst case scenario is they lost their license to practice medicine. But because a doctor's Hippocratic Oath is to cause no harm, they took that oath seriously to find the best solution for my patient. And they were silenced. Then I want you to go look at the people that are behind the vaccinations, who pushed the vaccinations. Just go look at them. Look at the people in charge. Look who they were funded by. These are major, major, major players on a global scale. And I hate to tell you this, guys and gals, everything imaginable revolves around money. And when you're looking at money of this magnitude, it's, it's, it's hard to pass up. I mean, I can't say that I blame them, but that's some evil shit. And I want you to think about the people that have gotten these vaccinations, whether by, you know, hook or by crook. They got forced to do it or they just voluntarily did it. When will we know the outcomes of these vaccines? We may never know it because we're all different. Biologically, we're all different. Every human being is different. But, you know, is it going to affect some people like we've seen time and time again immediately after the vaccination? A year after the vaccination? Two years after the vaccination? Five years? Ten years? Twenty years down the road? What is it doing to our children? that have had to have the vaccinations. You've got the CDC right now voting unanimously to make this a requirement to go to school, that your child must be vaccinated. My Tennessee friends, guess what? Even though you're in what you would think to be a very red state, um, you have a state that follows the CDC guidelines to a T. 
Mississippi does not, but if the federal government makes this a mandate, um, that's all of us, boys and girls. Be looking for a way to, and I'm talking about public school, private school, doesn't matter. From my understanding. We're going to be looking at a lot of homeschooled children. I don't think it's a bad idea, to be honest with you, nowadays. You know, if it comes down to it, I'll be more than happy to do it for my children. Mm, that's a good bourbon, to be honest with you. It's very good. Sorry, a good bourbon whiskey. Ladies and gentlemen, we're hitting that 20-minute mark. I uh, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, please uh, like, share, and subscribe to stay alive. As always, I'm your most humble and gracious host, James W., or as some have called me in the past, William, which makes no sense at all, Bradham, signing off, a buh, a to the bye.